welcome in another in my series of leading and following developing the next generation leaders um abisola santos phd last time i began a multi-part series on leading in this covid era or as i tell my friends leading in this covidian era i mentioned last time that many purely academic articles had been written from an academic perspective but i wanted to share from my perspective having led a group of 44 healthcare professionals in this last uh, few months actually few years and in this last few months we've attained the 99th percentile in patient experience we've also attained 92nd percentile in staff engagement index and i wanted to share with you how we did it or what i did or how we led this team towards this i mentioned last time two of these 44 healthcare professionals I have social workers, I have uh, nurses, therapists, therapy assistants, I have technicians and a therapy supervisor. My group or my team consists of three generations, baby boomers, generation Xers and millennials. And they're also from six different ethnic backgrounds. So you can just imagine what fun we have every day at work. It's always good to hear somebody else's perspective on what you think is straightforward and then interpret it in in a in such a way to help your patient and help yourself the last time together i started off by saying that number one you have to find a common ground from which all of you can um, leap off a common platform where you can all meet where we all have decided this is the way forward and i said for me that common ground was quality patient care. I defined at that time that the WHO had stated, and I quote, quality healthcare, I quote, is the extent to which healthcare services provided to individuals and patient populations improve desired health outcomes. In order to achieve this, healthcare must be safe, effective, timely, efficient, equitable, and people-centered, unquote. And I said that for them, for my team, I made sure that we focused on safe, effective, timely, efficient, equitable, and people-centered care. Last time, I also mentioned that the second thing was to acknowledge the differences and what each team can bring to the table. So acknowledge you have a, a different, you have different age groups. Acknowledge you have different skill sets. Acknowledge you have different focuses. And but in, in acknowledging that all, you have to come to the common knowledge that we're all here to make sure our patients get quality care. I said again, number three, admit you don't know it all. Number four, be vulnerable vulnerable. I, I gave the example of when it was announced one Sunday on the news that the week coming up was going to be a tragic week and I was vulnerable to my staff and I said, yes, that did concern me. But then I came right back to say, I'm confident in the hospital we work for, the hospital system we work for. I'm confident in their skill sets, in what we do every day. And number six, I said, be honest. Be honest with the staff members. I mentioned to them, uh, I mentioned 
to them that everything was fluid and I told them get used to that word fluid and that in the morning I could tell you something and in the afternoon I could change it because it's fluid we're all learning together during this covid era number 7 I said communicate as openly and honestly as you can and number 8 I said um engage the use of social media but with some very strict parameters laid so that's where I stopped last time number 9 share your victories and failures share your victories and failures what did you do well the last time what didn't you do well so an example i gave them was i asked for volunteers to go into the covid unit i had three people volunteer so at the next huddle i told them we successfully went into the covid unit the three of us or four of us went in we saw this patient this is how we did it and it was successful the failures i shared was that Yes, I had promised the the utensils will be here by a certain day, but I had a delay with the delivery company and I advised them to please go to the cafeteria and pick up the single use items. I try as much as possible not to brush things under the carpet hoping they'll forget because they won't forget. I try as much as possible to be honest when we have done something victoriously and to be honest when we've had a failure and what can we do to repair the failure so that it doesn't happen again then the next thing i said is i also told them to i was willing to give as much extra help was needed on the covid units so that the clinicians going on into that units would feel safe and i told them that i was willing to give the extra help to the detriment of productivity i'm sure you all know what that word is productivity i told them i was much more concerned about their safety which came first to me and that i will deal with the productivity later so i made sure we had a a protect personal protective equipment and i gave extra help on those units so that the clinicians felt safe going into a patient's room that had covid and they felt safe coming out because there'll be someone who we call the body there'll be the body there that was there for the sole purpose to make sure that they put on their ppe appropriately and they took off their ppe appropriately and that's the way we staffed to the detriment of my productivity but as i said earlier I told them that their safety and the safety of the patients was much more paramount to me than productivity and that I would explain that away to my boss which I did. Again another step is I made sure I stepped into the role of a clinician. I stepped in to help. I dressed like they did. I went to the covid units. I did what what they needed of me to do i was their technician many times and i told them i will cancel meetings to help you and i told them also call me and i will be there to make sure that you're safe going into those units and i said also if you have a, a situation where you you find that you're the only one and there's no one to help you to do something call me i will drop whatever it is and i'll come and help you and i did 
I purposely cancelled meetings to make sure I was there with the staff members and I made sure I was there all the time in the trenches with them, helping them to do whatever they needed to ensure that the patients were safe and they were safe to ensure that the help given to the patients was effective. And I did this. And sometimes I'll have to go back to my office and spend about an hour or two catching up. But for me, it was worth it because they needed me there. And they needed to see that I was willing to step out of my role to help them. The next thing is keep your promises. Keep your promises. Let your yes be yes and your no be no, as as the adage goes. Keep your promises. So if I tell them that I'm going to email you an update by 10 a.m., I set my computer to send the update at 9.59 or 9.58 so that they will never say you told us but you didn't. If I told them I'll send you an update by the close of business today by 5 or 4, I made sure that it happened. Regardless of what I had on my plate, I made sure I communicated with them. So if I promise them I'm going to order single-use utensils, I made sure I did and I provided them. If I told them I'm going to make sure that you have help tomorrow, I made sure we did and we provided it. So keep your promises. Always get to the point where they can trust that if you say you're going to do something, you will do it. Scheduling. I met with my therapy supervisor and I said, let's give them as much latitude as the need. We give time off. And I and I told the supervisor also that I'm much more concerned about the staff members' mental and physical health because if they are healthy, they will come to work and give their 150% to the patients. So let's creatively schedule them. If they need time off, let's give it to them. If it can't work, let's find a means of giving them time off so that they know that their time is their time off is just as important to me as it is to them. I also made sure to meet with my mid-level leaders and I set the expectation and then I gave them the authority to make decisions. And when they made the decisions, I backed them up publicly. <clears throat> Excuse me. Even if I had to come back and correct some things, I corrected it privately. So that in, in the front of all the staff members, if this person said yes, then I say yes. Because I've already laid my expectations in private. And in public, I give them all the support they need. Number 14, let your staff, sorry, number 15, let your staff know that the box stops here, that you will support them and back them always, provided they do the right thing, provided they follow the instructions given. You will support them always. And, and I tell my staff members too that I will support you always, always unless you do something very stupid, I will support you always. I will su 
support them. If they make an error, I will support them to correct it so that it doesn't happen again. If they've done something good, I will support them. If they haven't, I will support them and then talk to them privately. But they, your staff members need to know that you have their backs. And I try as much as possible to express that to the staff members that I have your backs. And so if I go talk to a patient and the patient has a complaint about the staff members, regardless of what it is, I listen to the patient and I try as much as possible to manage up the staff, acknowledge where the errors are, but manage up the staff because the staff member has to go in there the next time. So I acknowledge the errors and but manage up the staff. And finally, have fun, as much fun as possible. Magnify the good news, rejoice with them, publicly recognize your staff members, celebrate often. If there's a birthday, celebrate it. If we made a milestone yesterday, celebrate it. Your staff needs to see that even during a very tough era where we're very concerned about uh, patients and the COVID and how to make, ensure that we're safe, I'm also very concerned about rejoicing where we can rejoice and cry when we have to. And so we do that as a group. We rejoice often. And when we have to, we cry as a group. But then we rejoice often. So now I've shared with you 16 things I have done in the last few months during the era of COVID to help us as a team to get stronger, to get more patient focus, to get more self-focused, to get more safety focus, to be more efficient with our care, to be more timely, to be more effective, and to offer our services to our patients in an equitable way and make sure that our services are people-centered. And that's how we accomplish this. So join me next time. I have looked at the staff engagement part. Next time I want to also look at how did we as a team accomplish the 99th percentile in patient experience. Join me next time. Again, this is Abisola Santos, PhD. Thank you for listening to my podcast.